Wilder, Brazil, post-fight thoughts. Dun-dun-dun! Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter, at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Fight Junkie 2006. Right hand, right hand, right hand. For those of you who didn't listen to the pre-fight podcast, first of all, shame, shame, shame on you. But if you're listening to this on YouTube, icon, upper right corner, click it, it will link back to that podcast. We spoke about it extensively in the pre-fight podcast that Brazil was open to the right hand and that's a dangerous Dangerous to game, game to play when you're fighting Wilder because that is his go-to punch. That is his money punch. He basically uses the left hand to set up the right hand. You saw that tonight. The reason I like watching Wilder is because he's vulnerable. Like even when he hurt Brazil and he went just bonkers. I mean ape shit crazy trying to take him out. You saw that he got hit with a counter right hand. And it looked like he actually got shook. He backed off. Brazil came forward. And Wilder was the one holding. He's very entertaining in that respect. Because he goes for the kill. And he's vulnerable with his technique. But because he has that God-giving, brutal punching power, he gets away with mistakes. He said that leading up to the fight in the All Access show. That he has been getting away with things because of his God-given ability. Specifically his punching power. And so they were going to go back and try to teach a little more technique and improve things. But you saw when push came to shove, once he hurt Brazil, I mean he is swinging like you would see a guy in your local bar. He is just trying to take him out any which way he can. And it makes it exciting because... Better fighters, and even Brazil was able to do it, will try to counter in between that. Even though they're hurt, even though Wilder is coming at him full steam ahead, you saw Brazil had enough uh, intelligence there and skill to cover up and then shoot a right hand. That landed flush on Wilder because most of the time he's thrown from his knees. It's just amazing to me that he's had this much success with such a wild sloppy style i mean that is proof the proof is in the pudding that power is an equalizer i mean because most of these guys they do have better technique than wilder even look at fury i mean he was boxing his socks off but who got dropped twice in that fight i mean he has fight changing power and that's why a lot of people really want to see the aj fight even the rematch with fury again because I personally believe Fury could have put a little more hurt on Wilder. I don't think Wilder has the best chin in the world. And mainly because he leaves himself so open. You could just see at some point him getting totally decked while trying to finish somebody. And that makes it exciting. His competition previous, I dogged on it majorly. He fought a bunch of tomato cans. To me that makes his record a little more good. Uh, overrated than what it should be because he's facing a little bit better competition now even what you think about Brazil I mean of course we want him in with AJ and you want him in with maybe even Ortiz again and of course Tyson Fury 
But Brazil is kind of that lower tier type of guy. I, I wasn't too upset with the matchup. I know a lot of people wanted AJ straight out of the gate, but once that wasn't going to happen, I mean, I didn't think Brazil was a total bomb. It's kind of the same thing with Andy Ruiz fighting AJ, right? Like, he looks like a total slob, but he has some tools, and I think it will be a, you know, it's a, it's a decent enough fight. It can be a competitive fight, and we'll break that one down, I'm sure, but... Uh, Wilder's exciting to watch because he's vulnerable and he's always going for the kill like he talks the talk but he really does walk the walk that's why even against Fury he was missing and missing and missing and a lot of the rounds he did kind of take off compared to what you're normally used to watching him do because he couldn't hit him but you saw in the 12th round he's still throwing the heat and going into this match with Brazil, I said it's very difficult for you to stand in front of Deontay Wilder and win the fight. You truly have to catch him before he catches you. In a fight with AJ, AJ is not going to just stand right in front of him. That's the thing. If you've noticed AJ, and I'm giving a little hint here on how we're going to cap the next fight. But if you've noticed AJ, there's a little bit more subtle movement there and a little bit more attempts to conserve energy and that's that's specific that's game planning from his team they are trying to eliminate some of the dangers that he has faced with going late and maybe his gas tank not being what it should and they're trying to make sure that they protect that chinny chin chin with wilder i don't know if you can teach him at this point it might take a loss i mean he's got over 40 fights i believe he's 41 41 and one now 40 knockouts so it's working for him so he's probably never going to go away from that unless he loses and if he loses it's going to be against one of the top tier guys and how much could he approve technique wise against like an AJ in comparison there's no comparison right when you compare the technique of AJ and the way he properly throws his punches versus Wilder there's no comparison so why is that fight so intriguing because Wilder can punch and AJ's been almost basically knocked out by Klitschko had he put a little more on there that fight was over and Klitschko would have won it so AJ's vulnerable too and AJ is another guy who carries big power and you can see that Wilder can can be hit there's questions around how good his chin is so this is another fireworks type of fight and that's why everybody wants to see it i think that wilder looked uh like wilder normally does i mean in the beginning i thought oh maybe he's gonna i could see he was leaving that lead hand a little bit you know i thought maybe he's gonna try it. but it was basically exactly how we thought it would be brazil came forward Behind the jab, and Wilder was trying to catch him with the looping right hand. The shot that really finished him was the straighter of the right hand, and that's the one I tell people is far more dangerous than the clubbing shot. When he shoots that thing straight down the middle or straight as he can throw it, that one is the dangerous one, and you saw that. It about broke Brazil's neck, clean off his shoulders. I mean, that thing lands with serious thunder. So, at this point, even though we can sit here and harp on his technical skills all day long and his balance and his defense, I mean, there's a lot that we could go over. The fact of the matter is he is always in it. If you don't put him out from round one to round 12, the dude has the ability to knock you out. He showed that late power against Tyson Fury. We spoke about that. He showed, um, I believe it was a ninth round power with Ortiz and... Coming back after being hurt, basically out on his feet, 
He showed that dog. We spoke about that. So he is dangerous in his own right. And I think that's been proven throughout his career. Now, a lot of people can harp on the competition. I've done that myself. But you've seen even against like the best guys, even the Tyson Fury and the Ortiz. And certainly Brazil doesn't hold up to those guys. But you saw he was able to come um, adversity in both of those fights. Different types. Ortiz almost had him down and out where Fury was just basically boxing his socks off, but he had to overcome, and he showed the ability to do that. And how did he do it? Power. He's got the power. And that is a dangerous, dangerous thing in any division, but especially the heavyweight division. Of course, he's a bit leaner guy, and he's a little bit faster than most of these guys. Like even AJ is the more muscle, you know, muscle-bound kind of, the, the speed would probably be an advantage to Wilder in that fight. AJ's not super slow or anything like that, but Wilder does generally have a hand speed advantage as well. And so he's able to deliver those punches and the heavyweights just can't seem to get out of the way quick enough. Even Tyson Fury, who is really quick with his feet and has good upper body movement, wasn't able to get away with it for 12 rounds. He got caught twice clean. And got put down both those times in the last one. The last knockdown, we spoke about that in the pre-fight podcast. How it was amazing he got up. And Brazil was pretty much laid out the exact same way. It's scary how they both looked the same while laying on the canvas. A lot of people were harping on the ref counting. But listen, if the ref in the Tyson Fury Wilder fight wouldn't have counted, we would have been robbed of that amazing ability to recover and get up before the count of 10 and then he actually was fighting Wilder on his own terms at the end of the 12th round so I have no problem none whatsoever with the ref counting while Brazil was laying on the floor and in fact he did get to his feet didn't beat the count and stumbled back but he did get to his feet the idea that you just have to stop the count immediately when somebody goes down has always been a little bit of a thing with me like I mean, you can pretty much tell, but he was counting, I believe he was at seven or eight and there was life. Like you could see there was life there. He wasn't still starched. I think Tyson Fury came to life a little bit sooner, but this idea that he just went down and popped up is not correct. People have short, uh, short memories there. They don't actually remember what happened. The eyes rolled back and it looks like he's completely out as well. But the ref kept counting and allowed Tyson for whatever reason, whatever he had deep down in his soul to get enough energy to stand up. Brazil wasn't able to do that, but I don't think the criticism of the ref counting is uh, is fair, especially after we just saw in, in Wilder's very last fight, an almost identical knockdown of an opponent, the way they were laid out on the canvas. So I don't have a problem with that at all. Some people probably will, but it is the hurt business, you know what I mean? And I generally tend to want to give fighters the, the most benefit of the doubt that you can. Granted, the odds of him getting up were slim to none, but we thought that with Tyson Fury too. Almost everybody that watched that when he hit the canvas said, it's over, he's done. Even Wilder said, I thought it was over. He was out celebrating the same way he does against Brazil. That's one of the problems with him is if the guy gets up, which only Tyson Fury has been able to, but that adrenaline dump, and I think you saw that in the Tyson Fury fight, he did, like, he, he, he still can't explain to this day, like, how did he get up? I have no idea how he got up. And Wilder's a puncher. So punchers know when they connect, 
Like, that's it. That's why he's so confident. That's why he goes to the other corner. That's why he does his little dance. He knows this is a, a bomb. The bomb squad has landed. And that's it. The dude's not getting up. Only Tyson Fury was able to do that. And when you see how Brazil reacted to it, it's even that more impressive to me how Tyson was able to do that. It's truly stunning that he was able to get up. But even more importantly, the, the type of power that Wilder is bringing and I don't think you could say, well, if he faces this guy or that guy, because I think it's legitimate power, even if you're facing better quality competition. And I think we would all agree like Fury and AJ and Ortiz were better than Brazil, but they still face the same adversity if Wilder can touch you. Now, does he have more difficulty touching you? Yes, I won't argue that point at all because better technical fighters are able to make him look goofy a lot of the time. Tyson did that for long stretches and even Ortiz where Wilder was very, very conservative in that fight because he tried to slop and Ortiz was counterpunching his ass to death. So he has enough intelligence to know when he can get away with it and when he can't against Tyson Fury who's not that big of a puncher. He got a little wild early on and then Tyson really started countering him and he kind of went back into that shell and said, wait a minute, I got to time this better. Now it's not pretty. I'm I'm not going to say he's a technical fighter at all, but he does understand when he thinks he can get away with more slop and other times when he has to reel it in a little bit and can't get as crazy, but he still delivers pretty wide sloppy punches because that's the way he fights. Like, I mean, purists are going to criticize it. I criticize it, but we can't argue with the results. That's the thing. If we're being honest, we can't argue with the results. I told you guys going into the, into this fight, I'm not a, I was not a huge Deontay Wilder fan. I spoke about why and this, that, and the other. And, and I get where people come from and go, how is this guy who is swinging from his knees, the heavyweight champion of the world and has 40 knockouts. It truly does boggle the mind. But when he gets in there and he touches these guys, regardless of their skill level, there is true danger that his opponent, no matter how more skilled they are, may end up flat on their back. And more often than not, they're not getting up. In fact, Tyson's the only guy to truly go the distance with him. He's knocked out everybody he's faced. I know he has the other decision, but then they did the rematch and he just destroyed him. So pretty much if he touches you, you're going to go to sleep. And in championship boxing, he's got 12 freaking rounds to land something. And depending on the quality of opposition, their chin, their technique, their defense, a lot of times he doesn't need more than a couple punches. You saw that tonight. He didn't need more than one single shot to totally blast Brazil out. And in my opinion, it wouldn't have mattered if it was the first round or the 12th round. He carries that type of power throughout the entire fight. I think that was proven in the Ortiz fight and again proven in the Tyson fight. And those guys I consider much uh, more talented than like a guy like Brazil. So that's why going into this fight was very difficult for me to see Brazil winning and the type of style that he fights being straight up and down right in front of Deontay Wilder. He was going to have to get Wilder before 
Wilder got him. And that could be the case in fights like even against AJ. And maybe not the case with Tyson, but Tyson is going to have to counterpunch perfectly for 12 rounds. We already know that. We saw the first fight. He's going to have to try to hurt Deontay Wilder to make Deontay reel in that offense and not put so much pressure on there because we've already seen he can hurt Tyson and basically almost had him completely out. And that was the last round of the fight. So Tyson will not be safe from round one to round 12. The exact same thing I said prior to that fight. AJ, we've already seen his chin cracked as well. Even Povekin. Uh, shook him so if Wilder hits him there's a real chance that AJ doesn't get back up like I mean that's the type of power that he brings so I don't care what we're talking about as far as technique and everything else I think most of us would be on the same page that AJ has a clear advantage there but it could really come down to who gets who first and I think you may see that in a lot of these fights with Wilder if he can get you out of there before you can get him, if he can touch you before you can touch him, the odds are you're going to be the one that loses. So you've got to have a very, very good game plan when you're going against Wilder because even if you're not a boxer like Fury and AJ has some boxing ability, but he certainly doesn't have the movement that Fury does, but he also carries more power than Fury does. But you have to add a little wrinkle into that. You have to add a little wrinkle into your game plan that kind of offsets Wilder or allows you to touch him two or three times to his one time. Because it's so dangerous with the type of power that he brings that that one time may be the only time he needs. So I think going forward, these are huge fights. I was very critical of Wilder for turning down the DAZN offer. I'm going to keep saying that you cannot spout after every single fight that you want to be the undisputed baddest man on the planet and turn down hundreds of millions of dollars or a hundred million dollars and two guaranteed fights against uh, Joshua. That just doesn't make sense. You already fought Fury, right? You didn't get the rematch there. So your other option, if you're talking about what you really want and your dreams and your goals is undisputed he's sitting right there and he didn't go for it now he keeps saying it's going to happen yeah it may happen but you don't want these guys to get long in the tooth you don't want one of these guys to get beat because they are vulnerable it's not like every time they go in there i mean i mean i understand most people think that they're the names, they're the A-side. They think every time they go in there, it's just going to be a whitewash. But even in the Pavekin fight, you saw a little bit of danger there, a, a little adversity. You saw that in the Wilder fights that we spoke about. It's not a foregone conclusion that these guys are going to be able to remain undefeated until they finally meet two, three, four, five years. Who knows down the road what happens? So you want them in there as soon as possible. With the different networks, Showtime, the DAZN, the promoters, I don't know. They're going to have to come together. It's going to have to be a huge pot of money. It doesn't seem, in my opinion, that Wilder's really that interested in it. He was talking about he wants to get, you know, the best deal possible. That was a huge deal, guys. I mean, it shows you what combat sports really is in 2019 when so many of the greats never came close to making that kind of money throughout their entire career. And you're talking a three-fight deal that would have made him more money than he could probably spend in his lifetime. 
and he turned it down and then talks about, you know, they have to get together and they have to figure out the best way to make the best deal because he's risking his life. I mean, that was a lot of freaking money for three fights with two of them guaranteed to go against AJ. I mean, what more could you want? If you lose, you get another one. If you win, you get another one. I mean, it's a guaranteed money. It's it's a big, big deal. So I was disappointed in him turning that down. And I'm not so certain that he really wants to risk it all. He does in the ring. Like, I don't think he fears any man. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, financially, it seems like he has maybe some unrealistic number in, in his head. And so he's not willing to risk anything less than that. It seems to me like he has this idea of what he's worth and he's not willing to take anything less. And I don't know what that number is. Maybe it's 200 million. Maybe it's 500 million. But that could be a huge barrier to making these fights because I believe personally the DAZN offer was very, very fair. Wilder is exciting for boxing fans to watch and performances like this and their trash talk before the fight talking about I want bodies on my record and all that is going to open him up more to the mainstream. But up until this point, with the level of competition that he's fought, it's been Right. Not. A, I mean, boxing fans know who he is. Boxing fans, you know, they realize, man, this guy carries real power. Boxing fans understand technique and lack of technique and vulnerabilities. But if you want to get the mainstream public, that's what you need. You need that Mike Tyson persona, those brutal knockouts. And he didn't even get that in the Tyson Fury fight. Right. For a lot of that fight, if you were showing highlights, you would be showing the knockdowns. But what about the other 10 rounds? What about the other nine rounds? So. If he's looking for like super duper, just ridiculous, unbelievable money, he's going to have to become a household name. Fights like this will help him because it was such a brutal knockout. But how many times are you going to be able to do this and what level of competition are we talking about? Where people are going, yeah, but look at the guy he fought. That's been his problem throughout his career. Go back and look at his record. That's why I said even I say that. Look at these guys he's fighting. Is it awesome to watch them blast them? Yeah, but you're going, wait a minute, this is a tier below or sometimes two tiers below who we consider to be the top guys in the division. That's why when he finally fought Ortiz and came back from that and had the the ninth round knockout, people were like, yeah, but look, the first real guy he fights, he almost gets knocked down. He almost gets knocked out. The same thing with Fury. Look, the next real guy he fights, he struggles and loses all of these rounds. And if it wasn't for two knockdowns, and a lot of people still dispute that Wilder even won that fight. So that's what I'm saying. Like you the, you can play the game, but you have to be careful as well. So you, you can't put yourself in a position against somebody somewhere down the line and, and the fight doesn't go the way that you wanted because then that fight, those hundreds of millions of dollars that you're wanting, goes poof gone up in smoke because i mean that's going to just take the wind out of the sails and that's why i'm saying either guy or all three guys if you want to do the round robin all of these guys have some vulnerabilities here and that's why everybody wants to see this round robin just get it going just you fight you fight you fight you guys reverse go this way you fight this way just whatever way that you can make it the quickest way you can make it the best way you can make it because if you've got to lose we want to see you lose against the other top guys in the division we don't want to see these fights where somebody may get a lucky punch on Deontay Wilder because 
yeah, the lucky punch is there. Is it probable? Eh, maybe not, but the dude is vulnerable. The same thing with AJ. Guys like Povekin, that, that people are going, he has no shot in hell. He's going to get absolutely destroyed, and he shakes him. Tyson Fury, he could be in there against somebody and not motivated and get caught and clipped. He's not the biggest puncher, so a lot of times he has to go 12 rounds. I mean, there's dangers for each and every single guy. And of course, I'm all for fighters making as much money as possible. I bitch and moan and whine and cry and complain about that in the UFC all the time. Those MMA fighters are paid chump change it's despicable the way they're treated and boxing in my opinion they get paid especially at the top level it's not even comparable and no i'm not talking about hidden bonuses and secret pay-per-view points and all this other garbage people like to talk about i'm talking these guys in boxing at the very top make way i mean it's not even comparable in my opinion so i'm happy that guys are making money i just don't i what you're talking you know hundreds of millions of dollars are you talking you know 30 million a fight 15 million a fight 20 million a fight that's enough like i don't think that's that's a reason to block a fight right now if you can get 25 million get 25 million but be happy with 20 and make the fight because boxing fans are sick and tired of these fights that are happening way too late look at uh riddick bo lennox lewis Deontay Wilder was talking about that. Like, I don't want it to be that type of fight. Look at Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather. Happened way too late and was pretty much a disappointment to everybody who watched it. Boxing fans have been through this throughout history. And now when you're throwing around these kind of life-changing, just crazy money, the public isn't really buying your boo-hooing about hundreds of millions of dollars. Or even if you're talking on a per-fight basis of tens of millions of dollars. That is not going to resonate with the average fight fan who's making 45000 freaking dollars a year. They are not going to be crying over you saying, I want $25 million instead of $22 million. They're going to say, this dude is a greedy bastard and obviously is afraid of insert fighter here and doesn't want to be the greatest of his division. And this is all talk. He just wants to feast on cans and make $15 million instead of risking his belt and undefeated record for $22 million. So, I mean, and you would have a point there because, like I said, at some point, this is ridiculous amount of money that most people will never see in their lives. And even though fighting is short and the careers are short and I get you got to make as much money as possible, I just don't think it's a fair excuse to use these types of money that they're making, you know, and they're squabbling over, like I said, tens of millions of dollars when they've got so much money tied up in these fights now. I mean, you know, AJ, Tyson, Wilder, all these guys are just making bank, especially when you compare even the past generations of heavyweight fighters that didn't come close to making these types of uh, dollars per fight or these ridiculous contracts like Canelo signed with DAZN. I mean, the money that's thrown around is a lot of money. So I think if these fighters are going to look for an excuse, whether legitimate or not, it's just not going to resonate with the public to say money. 
Like you got to come some, you know, with something else. Like if it's uh, locate, well, I don't want to go over to the UK. To me, that's even more. Well, in Wilder's case, no, because <laughs> obviously he doesn't go to the cars. But maybe like Tyson Fury, hey, uh, I don't, I, would, I didn't want to come to America because look what happened. So if we're gonna rematch, then we need to have it, you know, in the UK. I came over there, you come over here. Something like that would be. A lot of fans could get behind that and say, yeah, Tyson really won. And if that would have been in the UK he's the champion right now and if he's the champion he calls the shots and if he calls the shots he gets the bigger purse stuff like that I mean fight fans are understanding in that regard because there are shady politics and I don't think any fight fan that's been watching boxing for any amount of time would dispute that that there's a lot of shady stuff that goes on but hopefully these guys can get their shit together all of them get together make a whole bunch of money and make a whole bunch of awesome fights that we get to bet on, that we get to talk smack about, that we get to dispute who's going to win and why they're going to win, and then we get to talk shit after the fact. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.